Flyover Territory podcast on a crisp, calm, I guess all of the above. There's probably another C word in there I could throw in there for a nice September evening uh, in the fall here in uh, the Twin Cities. But uh, as always with me, uh, co-host Dave. Dave, how are we doing? I'm looking at my temp here at 1018 p.m. on this September the 7th. Uh, my computer is reading 67 degrees, buddy. We're right in that perfect, perfect space of you can wear your AFC Richmond uh, hoodie in uh, probably have some shorts on uh, as well. And you're pretty much, you can rock that like all day, which again, is just the sweet spot. It's like <sighs> that first end of, end of August, September, take me all the way through to the Windhead Classic. And like, this is my favorite favorite time of the year it would be much better Woody if we had a baseball team that mattered to be cheering for but hey I'm going to take the 67 degrees I'm going to take the next like three weeks of this similar weather and just try to squeeze every last autumnal uh bit of satisfaction I can out of this all the while uh just checking to see what Brent Rooker is up to and seeing if he's mashed another home run oh wait yes he did in this three nothing Minnesota Twins victory here as I'm checking our record quick we can get this over with as quickly as possible the 61 and 77 Minnesota Twins defeat the hapless uh ball club from Cleveland three nothing and yet another lights out performance by this bullpen where was this two three months ago you know why did we not <laughs> have these clowns in there i'm also severely tempted to pick up alex colome for my playoff push in fantasy baseball so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna avoid doing that but i feel like if i lose on account of not picking him up that would that would be perfect so i what, what are those called when it's like if you do it you're screwed but if you don't do it you're also screwed uh, that's a damned if you do damned if you don't yes scenario yes. right there that is that is Alex Colome in a nutshell. <laughs> you, so like you know, yeah, you're, you're wrong either way with him. Pick him up, don't pick him up. It's not going to work either way. I, and I know like how that worked because my good friend did the same thing last, like for last week's competition, where immediately, like the minute he needed Colome to shut the door, it's like two outs, uh, and all of a sudden like Colome walks a guy, overthrows first base, and there's a runner on first and third. <laughs> it's just like yep. <laughs> I think that was two weeks ago, but <laughs> he hit the waiver wire soon after. I'm just like, do I do it and just like try to try to correct all of those wrongs from earlier? But I'm gonna stay strong, keep my roster Minnesota Twins free as I have done this entire season. But I, I thought we this pod you and I were talking about could be kind of a little bit of a dive back into the baseball card trading card hobby after we haven't said too much about some seismic changes taking place but just before we did that i, I think we we have to 
kind of call it the fact again, this is a middling to terrible Twins team that suddenly has won some games again and just we shake our head at that. Uh, baseball itself, it looks like it is just a battle of the AL East teams um, versus the NL West. You know, for kind of like putting this on there, it's like, right, Rays, Yankees, Red Sox, and Blue Jays all could potentially make the postseason. And same pretty much goes for San Francisco, San Diego, and LA. So I guess that's what kind of everybody's watching. I feel like the White Sox fell off a bit. Is that is that just me or? Um, I, I mean, they're six and four in their last 10. I think the biggest thing with Chicago is they look at this division and they're like, there is literally, we can win 83 games this year and we're going to the playoffs. Yeah. Like we're going to win the division. Um, just get healthy. <laughs> we're not catching Tampa Bay for the one seed. We're playing the three seed. So I think that's kind of what they're, they're factoring in here where they're like, listen, don't overthink this. It's a long season. Don't burn anything out too quick here. We haven't been here in a while. Let's just like keep like what's what's the PJ Fleck line? Just keep your your oars in the water and keep rowing ahead, not looking like where you're going. Like just that keep going. That and, one hurts. And, and, yeah, yeah. I, I and, like how uh, there's a, like an 80 win Houston Astro team out there right now, but screw those guys. I, I also would be remiss to say like the Brewers have won 85 games as well and have like you know, three games behind having the best record in baseball. Just pause Woody for a second to think if the city of Milwaukee has an NBA title and somehow ends up in the World Series. Like, that could, could, would that be the money to bet right now? Is <laughs> to say this like Brewers, an incredible pitching staff is enough to carry them? It, what I get scared about then is do we get a, I, I know they, they're missing hockey, but I don't think anyone cares about hockey anymore. <laughs> Grand Slam, and then the real risk—well, actually, not a risk anymore. Thank you, Penn State. Um, if the Packers, who are very capable of winning yep. a Super Bowl, right? Too, yep. if you go Bucks, Brewers, Packers, oh god, like that. I, I, I thought think, the season was bad enough. I th- what, how many signs of the apocalypse are there in in biblical references? I have no clue, but that sounds like three. I know there's four horsemen of the apocalypse. So if like the Badgers somehow, I don't know, get into like you know, like, like you pointed out, thank you so much. Like the biggest, the best part of my weekend was watching the Badgers choke from inside of a bar in Wisconsin. Um, just a wonderful place. Like I went into the bathroom, like, you know, I'm like the only dude with the mask on and then this guy like comes in. He's like, who's, who's their quarterback? Uh, uh, he's like, Oh, this fucking kid. Like I thought he was supposed to be a five-star recruit. I'm just kind of like, don't say anything, David, don't say anything. Just get out of here. <laughs> As, as you're leaving, it's like, he was. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the best part. We have a bald oh, I, two-star from Tennessee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. That that might be, like, the world imploding. Uh, and, I mean, if, if the Brewers win the World Series, then I would just, like, take every single dollar I have and just be like, Packers, Super Bowl, done, over. Like, And while we're at it, the world won't last beyond that, so... Here you go. Let's have fun while it lasts. It's oh man, no, it's uh, it's really scary for the neighbors over to the uh, east there for us, where they everything is setting up really well for them. Luckily, luckily, I have z- like total faith that the Brewers are not going to do anything in the playoffs. Like, there's nothing about them that's special. Uh, 
yeah, they've won a lot of games. Congrats. Um, I I don't trust any of your pitchers. I don't think the moves you guys made at the at the deadline were moves where it's like, it was a classic Brewers move. It was like, hey, let's let's help us win more games in August and September, but not acquire anything of difference making value for October. How, how dare you say that about our old Minnesota Twins friend Eduardo Escobar? Like somewhere, Eduardo Escobar is just seething as we badmouth his inability to really be a game changer. Whereas like Dodgers pick up Scherzer and Turner. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like Edward, Eduardo Escobar is the exact uh, is the exact justification of my exact point there I made thirty seconds ago, where it's just like, let's go get the guy that the Arizona Diamondbacks traded for uh, <laughs> when they wanted to make their playoff run. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'll, I'll let I'll let them have fun because I know it's going to end and it's going to end in a weird way and it's going to be great. Like they're gonna like the stupid Mets are going to make the playoffs. They'll play the Mets in the first round and they'll just get blanked by them. And everyone's like, how do we lose to the Mets? They won 85 games. And it's like, well, they also have DeGrom um, and they traded for Javi Baez. <laughs> they didn't trade for Eduardo Escobar. Yeah, and this is, this is, it's, it's just a great reminder of like, as I'm sitting like looking at this playoff picture unfold and it's like, so where did we think the twins would have ended up in this? And just, it just further like shines a blaring spotlight. on like, we'd be the brewers of the AL conversations. Like good for the twins. They won 85 games to win their division. Where do they think they're going to go from there? And you know what, Woody, that's a problem for 2022. The nice part about this in this moment right now is we get to unburden ourselves from pretty much caring about anything other than Brent Rooker home run lines, because we have, let's say like spent more than $10, but I'd say I've spent like between 10 and $20 on stupid eBay pickups of Brent Rooker, which I'll, I'll do a brief rundown of my, of my uh, eBay purchases in a, in a hot second, but like, that's all I'm watching. The other, the other just kind of like current events thing is this should be kind of like take a note dear listener that this is pretty much the point in time where we shift heavily into speculation if Cristiano Ronaldo is truly going to be enough to push Man United into a title run as Woody Genuflex looks towards the sky, uh, or will he be a locker room implosion and Ole squad? Uh, and really, again, just marking this as the moment that we'd be like, horse amount for the Twins. We might talk about Royce Lewis in the future, but we are solely focused on Premier League football because we have no Big Ten football to watch as well. So here we go, Premier League. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Uh, Everton is undefeated. I believe Man United is undefeated. Um, and just the best part is that Arsenal has not scored a goal yet and just just loving it. So that, that's my current events rundown of all the sports that matter right now with the Gophers falling to Ohio State. Uh, and just looking forward to a fall of nothing but Saturday and Sunday mornings. It's... Uh... It's a little bittersweet because not only did the Gophers lose to Ohio State in a game which, not saying we would have won, I actually am quite confident we still would have lost. But oh, absolutely, even more uh, heartbreaking. So yeah, the uh, the fumble strip sack touchdown and then the losing Mo Ibrahim for the season. Uh well, well, double gut punch there for uh, for Gopher Nation. But yeah, no, it's uh, Saturdays are looking up for sure, and Everton coming very close to. Uh, Prying away, uh, a couple guys. Um, Donnie Van Der Beek, uh, being one of them. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, yeah, that was that was awesome. I was like, yeah, you can have him. Uh, he, who I still am very high on, but it's like, 
not going to work out for you, and it's just one of those unfortunate things. But uh, as you mentioned, uh, CR7 is back. It's, I don't, you know, I don't have a good comp for this. I imagine this is what Cleveland fans felt like when LeBron came back, but that was four years. I had to wait two more presidential terms longer for this to happen. <laughs> Twelve long years of, and I, when, when he left, it was infant stages of, one, didn't know anybody else who liked Premier League soccer. Two, didn't know didn't know it was called Premier and call, kept calling it Premier. I still do that from time to time. Um, but I had fresh off a watching for the 50th time uh, viewing experience of Eurotrip, had just really deep dove into Man United, everything, football club. Uh, and I was all in on the the Rooney, Tevez, Ronaldo, uh, like Vidic and Rio in the back uh, in the back line with Patrice Evra. Uh, that, that, that team was like solid. And then Ronaldo gone, and we replaced him with like Berbatov, and like Chicharito, <laughs> and uh, just the list is is tough. And uh, yeah, it's it's been. We had that one flash season where uh, Robin Van Persie came over for like a season and, and won us the league. And Wayne Rooney's like, "This guy's better than me, and he's older than me. Uh, you should let me go to Chelsea." And uh, instead of that happening, uh, Sir Alex is like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna retire. You can just stay." Have fun with Moyes next year. Um, but uh, it's, it's it's great. I don't again. I don't I don't have anything to compare. I, I might have shed a few tears uh, last week when it was announced, um, mostly because the flip side of that was like he almost went to City. Like I I was keeping it very for myself even. I was keeping it very in check, but I was devastated. I I don't know if there was like a, a same kind of deal, not a like a, a comp for it, but like like bigger betrayal of I don't like I, like Vikings we don't have anybody on the Vikings that if they became Packers it'd be a thing right Timberwolves whatever wild is, whatever is this is this one of those moments you can be like well imagine if Johnny Damon put on pinstripes which he did but I mean it's it's like that times uh the entire world I feel from a from a spectating standpoint like this is world recognizable human being number one it's it's it, i mean yeah it's him it's messy it's lebron it's like that's kind of it to me like there's three guys right now yeah that's it and i would argue lebron is third on that list oh yeah um yeah but uh i would say this is the closest thing that easy's comp is if Derek jeter at age 37 went and signed with the Red Sox, like peak Red Sox. Too. We're talking like 2012, 2013, like we're about to win our third World Series with, like since yeah. 2004 Red Sox. And they're like, hey, you want to play shortstop next to Dustin Pedroia and bat like in front of David Ortiz? And oh, by the way, you'd be gutting your home team to do it when they desperately need just like any sort of story. And oh, by the way, do you want to hit your 3,000th hit in a Red Sox jersey and not a Yank? Like that was, I was like, I was, lo- I was losing it. I was losing it. And now it's like I've been for the last six years in FIFA just starting up a franchise in Manchester United and buying Ronaldo back and just being like, this is never going to happen. And now it happened. And I don't know what to do. And, and I have no idea what to do. We, we were talking about this, and this is kind of like fresh off of the transfer window closed seven days ago. Um, as of today, I believe. So this is all still like fresh. Uh, Ronaldo will put on a Man United jersey, ostensibly potentially this coming weekend 
we'll see what happens. I mean, you, you had like been driving this kind of like, I feel like in early conversations back in August of like, here's something that could happen. And even at that point in time, like Manchester city was pole position for him, for many other players, like at least Kane. And like, it's just been a, a wild ride for premier league transfers and now we're at this moment where like everything's gone through we've had this great break of an international break great if you're not the u.s men's national team and now it's going to be like this upcoming weekend is going to be a blast to watch all of these plot lines like unfold and and that's and again just recognizing that flyover territory is heavily invested in this both from a viewing standpoint and from a fact um in standpoint that i believe i just snagged the first Jordan Pickford autograph for 10 bucks on eBay sales um, that I've seen in the last month. And like, I, for me, this is, this is the moment where it's kind of like so great to have the Premier League back to be able to be like twin seasons done and over. I just have to commit this small amount of time mornings. It, it's, it's so wonderful. It's so great. I'm so excited uh, from like weighing in is I just want to see if this works for Man United. I, I, from like a strict standpoint of like, you have a singular player who plays one third of the pitch, zero defense. It's just involved in action on one zone. And like, is that okay? Will that fit with Ole's system? Will, will this be enough to push against some really good other teams? And it's just, it's scraping up to be a really great top, a battle at the top. And there might be like opportunity for the middle pack to do some things. I don't, I don't really think so whatsoever. And then it could just be really interesting if Arsenal just sucks, which is just, it's just, I, I'm really negative about this, but like it gives me great joy that Arsenal is terrible and that they could be in a relegation battle this entire time. So like this top of the Premier League, Chelsea, Man United, Manchester City, I believe Liverpool is good. I believe that Spurs might actually be good. And then there are teams just, this league is just so deep from teams that are tough to beat at home or even like when they show up at your stadium. So it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful kind of pick me up from the, this Melly's molasses of a, of a baseball season. So welcome back Premier League. Welcome back. Welcome back. We were, even before the Ronaldo stuff happened, and let's, let's even take it like two days before it all happened where like City starts to pick up on it. Because like you said, City all summer was flirting with it, and we had known Ronaldo was was disinterested in Juventus, but like had, didn't, didn't want to come out and like say anything, uh, wanted to wait for Allegri to get back and kind of see, hey, do I fit into this? Um, before all that happened, just where we were at with Grealish moving, with Kane up in the air. Now we know Kane's staying at Tottenham for for this season, but uh, like Liverpool, what are they gonna do? Like I and you know, it's Liverpool, they're gonna you know stand pat, but how? Um, and then like all these like mid level clubs too, where it's like they're all getting in it. Like there's all these like younger guys, like not like you know wonder kids as uh, Nate the Great would say on uh, on Ted Lasso, but not like super young guys, but. Like these twenty-one to twenty-five-year-olds who are like, they need like a season and a half or two years at like a middle club in the Premier League, and then like buy them at age twenty-six, and they're going to be dynamic. Um, I mean, that's all happening. It was just everything was moving towards this is going to be a great 
2021-2022, you know, league year. And then, like, icing on the cake, yeah. could not get any better. Start this week out before with Messi and a PSG, and that just collapsing seemingly overnight. It was all good forever. And then it's like, oh, just kidding, it's not going to happen. And it's just like, I... And again, it helps because it's my club, right? It's like, it's, it's Manchester United. If this was Chelsea or Tottenham or City, I'm sure it, I, it would be the same, but I wouldn't feel the same about it, where it's like, it's like, it feels like we're back because, like, the league is back because Manchester United is back. Yeah. And that's something that, that's how you can tell a true big, massive club from, of it felt like the league was back when Liverpool announced they were back four years ago, right? City, you don't get that from because it's all oil money. Chelsea, Abramovich, you don't get that feeling from, right? But there's certain clubs where it's like when Arsenal does make their comeback and they win the championship playoff in 2023 to get promoted again uh, and, and sign Thierry Henry or something to be their, their manager. Who would they have lined up? They had somebody lined up. Uh, uh, Conti was lined up for him, allegedly. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that, that that report gets out because he's lined up. It's not a report that gets out if he's not like interested. So that, I thought that was very telling. But uh, whatever the case may be, like when Arsenal is back and they announce they're back, that'll mean something too. But it just felt like the way they did it, the only way that it could have been topped is if Wayne Rooney decided to come out of retirement and also join the team. But uh, <laughs> that might have been like just slightly more wishful thinking than anybody was ready for other than myself. Yeah, it, and I love how like it's it's so interesting because it's kind of vesting a lot of time and interest into something. I feel like narrative-wise, it's, it's an investment just because it is – it is so much fun to follow along. And, and now that we've spent so much time already, they're getting some dividends from this. So like, I, I agree with you, like the Premier League is back because of this, even though the club that I choose to support, what this means is it further solidifies like the top four. And like, you're not getting in that unless like what, what Everton needs <laughs> heaven and earth to move to somehow get into the Europa along with the, the six other teams that like massively improved, like, Go figure. David Moyes has a great squad in London at West Ham. And then there's like, I, I think a team like Aston Villa that has how many millions of pounds to spend did so in a really prudent way to like, after the Grealish move, retooled, brought in Danny Ings, who I just like, if, if you have no interest in soccer whatsoever, watch his goal from week two. It's, it's, it's incredible. So like I support a club that's, you know, like, all we can really hope for is to beat Liverpool at home or away. And that's like great season fellas uh, because the premier league is back. And I guess I'm okay with that. There's part of me that still wants Everton to like finish fourth and man United to finish fifth, just to fuck all of you guys in your like ivory tower. But you know, it's wishful thinking. And I understand that. And I accept that. Whereas the problem with like a Minnesota twins fandom is like i still feel like there's this opportunity or or slim hope of actually winning a world series and we all know so well here in flyover territory it's the hope that kills you it is the hope that kills you so here's to everton here's to a fifth place finish spurs will fall off we'll be there due to some astute astute transfer uh business in december to give us some depth and then, yeah, I got nothing on top of that. That's the peak right there. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the Everton roster right now, 
And I'm just like, do you think that paper thin, paper thin, paper thin? But do you think that Everton fans in Everton, like that are living, breathing this because of geographically they're in it? Do you think that they feel like us as Twins fans here, and like the sense of like, man, like we, I think we can compete. But really, what I actually am saying is the right buttons get pushed, we might be finding ourselves in a World Series game one. Because I feel like, as Twins fans, we say this in, like, mid-April every year, other than when those seasons happen where we're, like, 3-10 and 10 out of the gates. But where it's like, I don't know, man. Like, if we could just get these guys to do this thing they've never done in their entire lives before, like, we'll be there. And, like, we get worked up on that. Do you think they do that? Or do you think, like, most English folk are pretty cynical and are like, eh, let's just hope we don't finish 10th? I think, and this is from, like, you know, so much of this is in, in, in inferred by reading Roger Bennett's book, as well as listening to Roger Bennett as a born and raised Liverpudlian. Um, like there is some serious pride in football in that city, like Liverpool and Everton and Everton might've been the better club all throughout the eighties when that city had from what I've inferred, nothing else. Economies collapsed. All the industries have moved out of the north, like Liverpool, Manchester, super proud towns are really left with football teams. And like, that's it. And Everton was fucking good in the 80s. Liverpool was very good as well. And these are like the two best clubs in Europe in the world. How long does something like that carry for a fan base? We here know for a fact it carries for some but there i think it just like comes down to the individual i mean i take great example is our uncle doug like that's the most cynical sports fan i've met in all my time and mostly because like he knew that the twins would screw it up as denny hawking's hand got stepped on in that pool in that pile in 2002 uh, at oakland uh you know like so I, I'm sure there's tons of Liverpudlians sitting at whatever pub, hopefully now with restrictions being lifted in COVID or wherever it's at, just being like, these guys will cock it up. Like <laughs> they will, because it's Damari Gray. Like he's going to, he's going to screw it up or like Richarlison's going to leave for PSG and we won't be able to spend that money. But I hold out hope that there is some inkling for all soccer fans in football fans, especially in the Premier League, that every single city can be like, you know what? Leicester did it. So can we. Because without that, what is the point? So while I sit here and say like fifth place would be the ultimate victory, there is a small little percentage that Leicester fucking did it with Jamie Vardy, Mares, Conte, and Schmeichel. Like when your domestic league Focus everything on that and, and ride off in that glory. And that was only five years ago, 2016. Like that was right peak Petro dollars for Man City. Like Man City had arrived and had bought a title. And, you know, that, that year was weird, but that's the hope that you hold out for that things can get weird and you can somehow end up in that space. And I think Everton, at least from the outside, I feel like they have a history. They have tried to buy the players to get them there. Granted, I don't think they've done that very well and they've screwed themselves financially, but I guess roundabout way of saying is like, I hope there is a lot of correlation between like twins fans and Evertonians 
being like, well, it could happen if everything falls in the right place. But if you're being honest, no, it's never going to happen. Unless you have Garrett Cole leaving the Yankees for the Twins, you're never going to win a, a title. Although Garrett Cole did go three innings and got roughed up today. So that's, um, that's my thought. That long-winded ramble on trying to capture Roger Bennett's book and couple couple of statements i because i always i always felt like everton was actually like a good comp for for twins like it, like the fan bases i feel like are like just as to me it was like oh, yeah it was like there was too much correlation to be like yeah this this is right i don't want to cheer for a liverpool i want to cheer for everton that feels right just it's the worry i get you mentioned Leicester, 2016. Typically, when it happens one time, it doesn't happen again. And I know we could go back to like Blackburn Rovers year three of the Premier League and like, oh, it technically happened then too and all this stuff, whatever. That was such a different set of circumstances yeah. of like sponsorship money, TV money, all this stuff coming in. We didn't really know how it all settled out. And then Blackburn, had, I believe, had Alan Shearer that year, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like also super fluky in that way of like, they were riding the coattails of like previously how it was set up to then how the current stage is set up. But do you have a point there? Well, yeah, it's like super fluky, but was part of that super fluky is there's like a lot of teams that found themselves taking points from others. So this is where I'm kind of like the depth of top level competition, a rising tide kind of raises everybody like man city. Isn't just going to ride away with, points everywhere man united can't liverpool can't spurs can't like that they it's it's too thin of a team or maybe it's not too thin but you know they're not going to win every game so I, I just there's an outside hope is that like if you take care of business when you can and pull out some big big wins or big big draws or be able to survive some things you might find yourself in a space here if we're entering into a day and age where the top six are back and right now it's the top five. But if the top five are back and shoot, throw Leicester into maybe like a top six or, you know, a team that's been so consistent for so long, like there are points that are not going to be picked up. Man City just can't just run away with it, hopefully. Chelsea can't just run away with it, hopefully. That there's some parity at the top and that opens up opportunities for teams to surprise folks that and you know if that's happening every year like competition is good don't build a wall around this and super league us please for the love of god like this is a good thing for you guys that exist just figure out how to support the entire pyramid from here but wishful thinking and we might have just staved off super league number one and only to find ourselves in a premier league that is a super league you know if uh if the SEC can add Oklahoma and Texas, I don't see how the Premier League can't just add Real Madrid, Barcelona, PSG, Bayern Munich, Dortmund. I'm sure I'm leaving like one out. What's with Juventus, AC Milan, uh, Inter Milan, and call it a day. Wait, let's just let's just add ten teams to England and just let's just do it that way. <laughs> uh, I mean, but yeah. the, the point with all of that is just kind of like it's incredible that it was Man United fans leading the charge against all of that and now are like just in love with their club in in the space of what six months 
I I remember. I don't know if I was texting you. I told multiple people this, some in person, where I'm like, "You're the Glaciers. Your fan base fucking hates you. I hate you. I don't even know why I hate you sometimes, but I know I'm supposed to, so I just hate you. And I, and I can justify it and find reasons for it. But for what's gonna be, I believe three million dollars a year for the next five years, plus like eight million dollars and. I think like decently reachable add-ons and then $3 million and these like add-ons that'll never happen, which again, it's $3 million, so I don't care. Let's just round it for $25 million. You can turn your fan base from wanting to change your colors from red and black to green and yellow, bam, to loving you. That is the easiest 25 you're going to spend. We talked about it. I Granted, one was from eBay. I bought two Cristiano Ronaldo Manchester United jerseys within four hours of him signing. Uh, <laughs> and then I just looked again, just briefly here. You can't even get one shipped to you for a month now. I'm, I am I might have screwed mine up and went custom and, like, typed in the number and the name, and I hope I didn't spell it wrong. But, like, it's 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 just one of those things where they've made their money back four times already just in that alone. It was yeah. the easiest decision they had to make. That's why I was, like, always just, if you let him go to City, you might as well put the team up for sale tomorrow. And, like, it's uh, – it, I'm still on cloud nine. I – I kind of hope he plays this weekend, but at the same time, I get it if he doesn't. But it's it looks like all signs are pointing to, I don't know if he starts, but like a 60-minute sub, a little standing ovation as he gets on the onto the pitch. Like, oof, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And in, in, I'm the asshole, too, for hoping that, again, he doesn't fit and causes problems. And that Lukaku, God bless him, but like somehow he hits a – hiccup here and like man city without a striker hits a hiccup and all of a sudden there's anarchy and chaos and the door is open just that much for a punchy club from the other part of liverpool to hit above its weight and somehow end up in the fifth place in the premier league you are uh unfortunately looking at the wrong manchester club to be doing that too uh, i'm very down on city this year not down as in like they'll finish like 10th but I think City is vulnerable. I think Liverpool is vulnerable. Yeah. I think it is a two-team race, and I think the trophy will be coming back to Old Trafford at the end of the season. That, that, that you know, Homer pick for sure. Don't get me wrong. Homer pick for sure. But it's going to be a tough two-way battle between them and Chelsea. And City and Liverpool will be there just to make sure, if you're not paying attention, we can also hang too. But I think it's just a good old classic red versus blue and, and this is in, in the battle of evils, like I, the, we can check in about which evil power I'm, I'm hoping uh, suffices or comes up on the top of that fight. I guess, again, I, I just, I am all for anarchy with this all the while being understanding and accepting of kind of like where things are at. It's just a little, little easier when the club that you support is X number of thousands of miles away rather than five miles to the west of where I'm sitting right now. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, well, I know you came here for baseball, but you got soccer this week. Yeah, I and think, that's uh, that's glorious. This this yeah. Woody, this can this can be our entree up to because the unfortunate part of kind of like everything is like we can only speculate from here on out for for the future of baseball for the 2022 season. We can only speculate on what our kind of our second part of this podcast is and that's the sporting card industry and honestly i think we could talk for three hours about what this could mean 
but we're not going to know anything about the future of Fanatics, Tops, Panini, these products uh, for months to come. Um, and and I just love this offering this pod up there as uh, just again notice that flyover territory is and might be going over some different territory here for the next oh nine months. <laughs> Let's hope it's only nine months. I mean, again, uh, it, insert uh, obligatory uh, 2022 MLB season will not be happening joke here, yep. right? Yep. So this is a very interesting time. And kind of as we go to that, with potentially one kind of season ending, rolling into the rights ending for, I think in pre-show we were talking about, we thought it was a couple years. I'm pretty sure MLB loses their rights next year. Yes. I think, for, uh, And then it's MLB and NFL lose it in five years. And it's, it's, um, I have it pulled up right here. Uh, they have the deal with the major league baseball through 2025 tops does. And again, this is, we are referring to the gigantic news that broke for the hobby of sports cards that fanatics will be taking over in 25, 25, the license for MLB products. But I believe you are correct that the major league baseball players association contract either ends 2023 or 2024, um, which just again, we'll we'll give ourselves a little bit of time. I think Woody, you and I can can go back and forth and give a, a really maybe in the next month here where things stand and what this all means because it's it's fascinating and it'll affect this. But you know, right now our energies are clearly on Premier League, and I've got a crying kid upstairs, so that might be that might be a great moment. To... That's fair. That's fair. We uh, there's plenty, plenty of time here, as the twins are looking like they're about ready to pack it in. Just like uh, maybe this episode, maybe slightly early, but possibly at the right time with the ending note of little uh, hint of what's to come in the future. But uh, before we go, final thoughts on twin season as it wraps up. September seventh. We still got three weeks left. Uh, thankfully only three weeks left. Um, it doesn't look like we will be getting any, uh, any big prospects to be coming up for the September call-ups that have kind of changed over the last couple of years, but the, uh, what are, uh, where are your, your thoughts at for, uh, just put it down, forward. just quote it right now and hold on to this. Like as soon as Royce Lewis is batting second and Byron Buxton is batting third, I'll be back in completely a hundred percent, even if Bailey Ober and, your Jack R, or uh, excuse me, uh, Jack RR number two, three starters behind big Mike Pineda. Like I, I, I just, I'm calling it right now. Like if Royce Lewis is on this team next year and Byron is still with us, then I'm all in. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be glass half full positive twins fan. I think that's a good place to, to be as uh now my thing won't work for baseball reference, but um. As you mentioned earlier, you were heavily involved with Brent Rooker. I'm about to be heavily involved with Brent Rooker. Ever since the game we went to, which was August 13th, Friday the 13th, <laughs> going into that game, he was batting 157. He went 4-for-4 four four with a dinger. Since that game, including that game, he is batting 324 with two home runs. I don't think it counted tonight's game. Or Yes, it did not. So technically three home runs. Uh, only struck out 15 times. OPS of 993. I'm not saying we're the reason. I'm just saying there's a correlation. I think I have a base, a red sparkle, and a chrome autograph. 
Uh, Woody, the last thing I'll leave you with is just a heads up that on September 8th to the Montgomery Club, Tops is releasing their 2021 finest flashback baseball card set, which means I am now sitting an eBay watch for Minnesota Twins breaks and the Tops finest flashbacks in the hope of getting some more sweet Josh Donaldson cards. Come on, Byron, be in that set. Come on. Set list has not been released yet, but as soon as it is, I will be spending money on baseball cards. So no matter what happens to Tops and Panini, I think the safe statement is like, I'm still spending Brent Rooker. If anybody has any hot leads, let us know because we are invested and we are the reason that he will be, what, 30, 40 home runs next year? At least, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, cheer up, ooh. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, I will be also jumping over to eBay and putting up some uh, eBay watch list for some sick Ryan Jeffers Uh <laughs> break auctions here <laughs> load up on some of those but uh this, yeah this, i think this should be that note Woody, that we always make like this is not a fiduciary podcast you should not be taking in any financial advice from your hosts oh <laughs> uh, yeah but uh no yeah i think that that being said uh off to the crying kid but uh for next time we will get more into the fanatics breakdown and where we go with that for sure there's a little hint to, to or foreshadowing on that part of it all yeah. but uh until next time, for Dave, it's been uh, this has been Woody. This has been Flyover Territory Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Mm-hmm.